Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. All right. So as we were talking about earlier this morning, it looks like at this point anyway, people breathing a sigh of relief when it comes to the flooding situation, especially around southern Alberta. But, but it's important to stress it's not over just yet. It's kind of interesting. It looks like the rainfall warnings and and uh, some of those things that have been in place for a couple of days now uh, will start to be lifted later today. The rain definitely slowing down outside of the studios here in Edmonton. Um, it's expected the elbow will peak this morning, the bow sometime this afternoon. But that's this peak. Could there be other peaks? I mean, everybody's being very careful to say there's still lots of things that are being monitored. So let's get some details on um, exactly what the experts are keeping an eye on and what could potentially cause a problem and how we're feeling about things now. We're going to chat with Matthew Chernos, who's a hydrologist with McDonald Hydrology Consultants. Uh, Matthew, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So in a situation like this, like I say, everything that I'm seeing this morning coming out from the different, you know, emergency management agencies and Environment Canada and all this sort of stuff saying, you know what, it looks like we're in pretty good shape right now. So so what are experts monitoring? What are you keeping an eye on at this point in the game? Yeah, well, I mean, so flooding typically in the, you know, in this part of the world happens when we have a whole bunch of snow melt. So that snow melt period, which is, you know, for us, May and June, uh, when that coincides with the really big rainfall event. So, you know, we've we've kind of had that over the last couple of days. Uh, what we've been a little bit fortunate of is uh, that a lot of that has, you know, come in with pretty cold temperatures. So what that means is we haven't, you know, had as much snow melt as maybe we would have had if it came in a lot warmer. And then on top of that, yeah, parts of our watersheds actually got snow instead of rain. Yeah. So I'm looking at the snow pillow up in the elbow we got about what would be about 50 millimeters of precip that actually fell as snow. So, you know, so much that they've closed Highway 40 for a couple extra days. So coming for the next couple of days, it is probably going to warm up. And so that snow that, you know, uh, is has accumulated in the mountains, that's going to slowly melt out. Uh, as you said, it looks like, you know, the, the peaks of the hydrographs are kind of, you know, trickling in over the next 12 to 24 hours. But they're probably going to stay pretty high for the next couple of days because that snow is going to take a little while to melt. Um, and then with that, the other thing that we want to look at, I guess, is that there's probably going to be some thunderstorms and some more rain that comes in. So probably nothing of the intensity that we've seen the last couple of days. But the ground's already really wet and we have a lot of snow melt. So probably going to stay, the rivers are probably going to stay pretty high for a while. Yeah, but it sounds like at this point, Matthew, or at least what we're hearing, if things hold as we're expecting them to, they're going to be high, but it's not going to be catastrophic, right? Yeah, that, that's correct. Good to hear. Okay, now, um, when you take a look at what's going on in the mountains, uh, the potential for that snowpack, and I know people were keeping a close eye on that, we're monitoring the rain in the cities where we live, but you know, this stuff, what's happening in the mountains seems to be more important to some of the experts. Is there a possibility that that slow melt that we're all happy to see happening changes? Could that, I mean, could things, you know, because there seems to be a lot of hesitation to say, oh, it's all good, we're out of the woods. It's sort of like, but things could change. What could change? Yeah, I mean, you know, this, we're, 
I guess I guess there's two things there. So it is really important to recognize that um, in this part of the world, whether you know it's Calgary or Edmonton or you know a Red Deer, all our water essentially comes from west of us. Yeah. You know, so so what happens, you know, in you know the Bragg Creeks and Bamps and and um, Jaspers of the of the world, that's you know that's really what what comes flows downhill to us. So so you know if we get a bunch of thunderstorms, you know, in Calgary, that's you know that's not great for you know localized floodings and things like that. But really, what we're concerned about is you know what's happening west of us. So the, you know the snow is gonna is gonna melt over the next couple of days. Um, what really could you know set us off for for kind of more higher risk is you know if we started to get some high intensity thunderstorms west of us in the foothills that would you know you know bring a level of of risk i guess up a little bit there's also you know the ground is saturated so there's localized events too right like you know i i live on top of a hill in calgary and my neighbor's um basement you know her foundation is cracked and you know she's been getting some seepage in so it's you know local groundwater levels can also play a role even if you know you're river isn't overflowing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that. We, uh, we, we heard from David Phillips, who's a senior climatologist with Environment Canada, talking about the fact that this could be a billion dollar event because we've had such dry conditions in this part of the world for so long. Rain like this, you know, if it doesn't cause catastrophic flooding and all the rest, can really make a difference, especially if you're, you know, a farmer or a producer of some kind or another. This could be a turnaround event. I mean, did we get the kind of rain, the kind of precipitation that we needed from this event, or was there something that could have gone better? Yeah, so um, in, in Alberta, um, really, you know, the amount of water is is important, but what what we struggle with the most is the timing of right, the water. Yeah. And so, you know, getting a lot of water in June only really helps us in August and September when we really, you know, get those really, really dry conditions if we're able to store it. And so, you know, we've had to lower the reservoirs, uh, both the Ghost and the Glenmore, um, you know, quite a bit over the last little bit, just, you know, so we had a, an extra margin of error for, you know, if, if the flood, if the floods came in higher or the rainfall got in higher. But, you know, pretty soon we're going to have to pivot to start refilling those so we have enough storage for irrigators in the late summer. Okay, so... Uh- I guess we never stop monitoring conditions and saying, oh, we don't have anything to worry about. I mean, anything can happen at any time. But in terms of this event, how much longer are you keeping an eye on things? I know there's a system that might be on the way for June 20th in Calgary that they're concerned about. That's why the state of emergency is remaining. So, I mean, what's the window here that you're watching? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's there's folks that have their full-time jobs monitoring this stuff. Yeah. And so they they probably go to sleep with, flood hydrographs in their in their heads but i mean really you know um in in science in the scientific community we call it antecedent conditions is kind of a big driver for flood so really that is you know the the conditions prior to a big rainfall event and so you know right now we have high antecedent conditions you know the the waters or the you know there's a lot of water in the soil everything's saturated so it doesn't take as much for the next event. And so that was kind of what we saw, not in 2013, but in 2005, we had kind of three, um, not super floods, but we had, you know, people had the elbow broke its banks, that sort of stuff. So, you know, those were kind of consecutive weeks of, of you know, a couple of big rainfall events. So, you know, certainly until until we get a good run, kind of a yeah. week of really, really nice weather, I, I think folks are going to be, you know, very cautious about, and keeping reservoir levels low and, you know, keeping, keeping a really close eye on the forecast. 
Makes sense. Matthew, thank you so much for your insight. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us. That's Matthew Chernos, who is a hydrologist with McDonald Hydrology Consultants.